shadows where women hide their love of cannabis. Inviting you out of the smoke with High Ladies. This podcast is intended for listeners over the age of 19 in Ontario, and we ask that you respect your local laws regarding cannabis consumption and its cultivation. Hi, ladies. Hi, ladies. Hi, Annie. Hi, Amanda. And hi, Jocelyn. We have Jocelyn. Hi, ladies. How are you doing, Jocelyn? I'm doing super great. How are you guys? We're doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. So Jocelyn's here from Waste Not Farms, which is located in Hockley Valley. Is that right? That's right. All right. So for anybody who's not sort of from our area, Hockley Valley is near Orangeville, which is just uh, northeast of Toronto. I didn't realize how close it was to us. I didn't either. We're up in Barrie. Yeah, you guys will have to come out for a visit. We would yeah, love definitely. that. Yeah, we just invited ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, Jocelyn, I found you initially through the York Region Food Network workshop um, some months ago, I think in the early summer or mm-hmm. late spring, and I actually I, I won a little contest, and I got I got a, a bag of your of your worm castings. Um, and the, yeah, no. the, yeah, the soil booster. I'm glad. Did you give it a try in the summer? I sure did. So I put it in with all of my um, my tomatoes and my peppers, and then I used the rest of it with my cannabis plants. And awesome. had some tremendous success. So um, I'm having I'm a fairly new cannabis grower, and um, it, this has definitely been my best yield. And I think Jocelyn turned you on to being a worm farmer. Uh, a thousand percent. After watching your um, your workshop with the York Region Food Network, I ended up going out and buying worms and getting my own little vermicomposting setup uh, in my front yard. So. Oh, sweet! Good for you. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to learn what I can. So I'm sure you and I will chat more in the time to come. But I've I've bought a few of your products and absolutely love them. The packaging is beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, and all compo- compostable, isn't it? Yes. Is it? Yeah, we we definitely uh, we consider ourselves a, a circular regenerative business. So that applies to all our practices. We're trying to keep uh, everything out of the landfill. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, well, why don't you, in your own words, tell us a little bit about uh, Waste Not Farms and how it came to be and uh, what's sort of going on? Sure, sure, yeah. So uh, so I call myself a, a worm farmer, which is a pretty cool uh, career. Not not sure my parents are totally thrilled with that choice, <laughs> but... Uh, but what that means is that we collect food waste and we feed it to about a million red wiggler worms we have here at the farm. And then we collect the worm manure. That's our primary product. We harvest it, we dry it, we bag it, and we sell it. And uh, that's because it's considered Mother Nature's natural fertilizer. It's, it's really one of the best things you can be adding to your soil if you want to grow healthy plants, healthy people, and a healthy planet. Oh, that's amazing. Um... So I took a deep dive into your social media. You have a beautiful website. You have great little videos. I love your videos. And one of them was on how to get ready, how to plan your garden for the fall. And watching them, I realized I'm doing a bunch of things wrong. Yes, me too. I found out so many things I'm doing wrong. And I consider myself a seasoned gardener, a good gardener. And I'm like, I've been doing fall completely wrong. Can you tell us what, how you recommend to prepare your beds for, for winter? Sure, yeah. No, I'm happy to talk about it. And you don't have to feel badly because the fact is the, the science has really evolved recently around 
what we should be doing in the garden or with our soil and our growing spaces. So it definitely used to be considered best practice that you would, you know, at the end of the season, you'd rip everything out of the ground, you'd be turning the soil under. And uh, it turns out these things are actually really bad for the soil ecosystem. So uh, underneath the soil, they've got bacteria, fungi, protozoa, all these really important players for uh, helping plants access nutrition. And uh, they have a very specific environment that they like down there. And when we disturb it through tillage or through weeding, or even when we're just raking it, thinking that we're doing something good, we're actually making it harder for those microbes to do their job. So one thing that we've learned, one thing that is uh, considered a best practice in regenerative growing is that you want to keep your soil covered and, uh, and disturb your soil as little as possible. So what that means for the fall uh, is that you want to just cut any remaining plant material. You want to cut at the base, so right where it meets the soil. And then you're going to let it uh, just gently lie it onto the, the garden bed or, or the ground, wherever you're working. And, uh, and then we always suggest adding some soil boosters, some more manure, because that's going to bring a, a replenish the diversity of microbial life. But either way, you always want to add a top layer of uh, high-carbon mulch. Uh, so this is uh, something that's very important because the microbes like to be tucked in for winter. They like to, to have this uh, high-carbon material. They need it to balance out some of the other work that they're doing in the soil. So anything like wood chips or shredded cardboard, dried leaves, uh, should be applied on top of your soil before the snow comes. And that's really going to help ensure that throughout the winter, the microbes actually will stay alive. Some of them uh, will continue to work underneath the snow layer. And that, that ensures that come next spring, you're going to have the healthiest, most uh, abundant, highest yielding soil you could possibly have. That is amazing. And that is like you knew what I was doing wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what I was thinking. started from A, I yank things from the root, and I, I, I disturb my soil all the time. you you got to aerate it. Everything you said makes sense. And I was amazed watching your videos how little of the worm castings that you actually have to use. And I'm going to start doing things differently because it actually sounds easier. You cut it up, put it there. And in the spring... Now, well, before we get to what happens in the spring, I wanted to ask, like, if I, can I do this with, like, my tomato plants? Like, I have a whole box of, of tomatoes. Can I just cut them at the, at the base and lay those down? Will that all decompose over the winter? For sure, for sure. So definitely any kind of plant, you can follow this procedure. One thing you are going to want to consider is, especially with tomatoes, for example, that if you're if there's any green tomatoes remaining and you lay that down in the soil, there's a pretty good chance that they're going to germinate next spring. And so what? you just want to be prepared for that. And, you know, maybe you're into that and you just have your tomatoes grow back. Uh, or otherwise you'll want to uh, weed next spring or provide some other kind of heavier mulch to, to prevent them from, from coming back if you're going to grow something else there. That, that I is love a very random tomatoes in the spring. I love that. Yeah. Now, when I am... I had, did I tell you I had a random pot plant from last season? That's really special. Right? How did, you, how did you miss that bud? You know, it was just, no, no, it was just a seed that fell in my lawn. That's wonderful. And it, and it popped, and I was like, <laughs> okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have an extra plant this year. The garden giveth, and it taketh away. That's right. Um, in the spring, will I just have clumps of like half rotted 
composty stuff, or will it actually start to become part of the soil? Oh, yeah, it'll definitely start to become uh, part of the soil. It does depend a little bit on, on environmental factors. That's, again, why we're, we're encouraging adding the worm manure. There's such a diversity of microbial life. And what the science is showing is that the diversity in your soil is really a big uh, indicator of success because what that means is that whatever the plant needs at any specific time, as long as the right partner, as long as the right bacteria or fungi is ready and waiting, uh, the plant will partner with them and to get the nutrients they need at any specific stage of their growing cycle. So that also applies after death. Because if you have good diversity of microorganisms in your soil, they're going to compost it. They're going to be able to break down that material faster and ensure that, that next spring uh, all of it is gone and all you have is, is rich, loamy soil remaining. That's so cool. That's super cool. The other thing Amanda and I were talking about is the idea of oats and peas. I've yeah, well, I was telling Annie about how I had bought the your oats and peas, Jocelyn, and they're now probably, like, I threw them in as, like, basically as soon as I got them. I was so excited to put them in, and I was wondering, am I too early to have planted them because they're already about three inches tall? No, that's great. So, okay. so yeah, for those folks who don't necessarily know what you're talking about, oh, right. it is a fairly new, uh, a new practice, uh, at least for for smaller growers, and that is cover cropping and this idea that off season we can plant uh, seeds and grow plants that not necessarily to eat or to harvest, but simply to bring back organic matter to the soil or increase diversity of the microorganisms that are already there. So the nice thing about the oats and peas, no, you're totally doing it right. You do, in fact, want to have it uh, grow ideally for four to six weeks. And the, the more biomass that accumulates above ground, the more growth, then the, the more nutrition there is for the soil when it eventually dies back at the first frost. So the nice thing about oats and peas is it works in a variety of ways. The, the, the biomass is provided back to the soil at the end of the fall, but underneath the ground there's also a lot happening because uh, peas are able to fix nitrogen, and nitrogen is one of the, the key components in any kind of, uh, of growing regime. So uh, using oats and peas during the off-season has a, a variety of benefits. It protects the soil, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, really important to always try and have a cover on your soil, uh, ideally a mulch, like a living mulch, like a cover crop, or like a wood chip mulch, uh, or even in, if, you're, if you're caught between seasons, um, you could even use something like a, a plastic tarp uh, for a short period of time. So for mm -hmm. regenerative growing, you always want to be thinking, you never want to see bare soil. I feel uh, like this is actually going to make gardening easier for me. Yeah. I'm not going to be bagging stuff. We have garbage cans that are actually for our garden waste because mm -hmm. I pull everything out, like my lily leaves. I pull them out and I send them to the city. I could just be pulling them out and leaving them there. See, and be for sure, for sure. Uh, I've been um, not taking stuff out and leaving it there because I'm just super lazy. So this actually makes <laughs> me feel really, you know, a lot better about myself. Like, no, actually, so I'm my, just ahead of my time. You are ahead <laughs> of your time. And I think my husband's ahead of his time, too, because a few years ago, he was like, fuck bagging leaves. It sucks. Yep. The only fun part is when the kids jump in the pile of leaves <laughs> and destroy the pile of leaves. Yep. So he just started mowing the leaves into the lawn. And it turns it into confetti. Yeah. And by spring, it's gone. So he's been naturally soil boosting 
without, without even knowing without it. Without even realizing. Yeah. And again, instead of, you know, 45 minutes raking and bagging. And bagging, yeah. Five just minutes. Run it over. So is that a good thing that we should maybe be looking at doing is mulching up our leaves and just leaving them on the uh, the lawn, Jocelyn? Oh, 100%. Yeah, they're considered, uh, dry leaves are considered garden gold. And uh, by no means should you be giving them away or, or letting someone else take them from your curb. Uh, they can be recycled, as you said, onto your lawn or uh, can be used as mulch on your garden beds, like to, to tuck in those microbes, as I was mentioning before. Of course, they also work really well if you have a backyard compost. You always need to be balancing your carbons and your nitrogens, and dried leaves are brown leaves are, are high in carbon so and uh, for sure regenerative growing is a lot easier and I always like to sort of point out to people that a lot of the practices that we've been doing for the last 50 or 60 years really came from a wartime mentality and there is a direct link between what happened during the second world war and the rise of chemical fertilizers yeah. and chemical agriculture and even the the big tractors the machines were modeled off of wartime tanks yeah and so for the last 60 years, really, we've been applying this this type of, we've been battling Mother Nature, uh, when in fact, uh, we could be doing much better both for ourselves, for, for our health, for the planet, if we were working with Mother Nature, which is something that we really try and uh, implement here at, at Waste Not by using our worms and, uh, and having them do this process of turning food waste into natural soil. That is amazing, and it, it sounds easier. One thing I was kind of amazed, and last question here. You were featured in Toronto Life magazine, and they were saying you used to get like a 1,000 pounds of green waste from, from buildings downtown. How did that work? Yeah, so, to feed your worms. Uh, so this is, this is uh, where the business originated from was uh, that we, uh, at our height, right before COVID, we had about 50 offices that we serviced in downtown Toronto. We collected the food waste from the employees and uh, fed that to the worms. That's brilliant. And, uh, and it was really awesome. It was, uh, you know, the employees felt good about it. The worms loved it. And, uh, and of course, everyone diet. liked using the soil booster. But unfortunately, of course, uh, as soon as all the offices shut down for COVID, that entire part of our business did uh, essentially vanish overnight. Wow, you don't uh, think about worm farmers in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but even, <laughs> even the worms are hit. Even the poor worms were hit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we're lucky that at the same time, uh, you know, COVID's also really brought into light the challenges around food security and our our food systems. Yes, and yes, there definitely. Is this growing awareness around the importance of regenerative agriculture. We're seeing some of the big companies starting to to adopt some of the principles, and certainly the government is looking at it. Uh, regenerative agriculture has a huge potential to store carbon dioxide uh, in the ground and where it should be, where it used to be before chemical agriculture took over. And so this, this uh, new excitement around regenerative growing practices has really worked out well for us because uh, there's really nothing more regenerative than uh, turning food waste into natural soil that then is going to grow the, the healthiest plants, the healthiest pe people, and uh, a really healthy planet.
Yeah, I. You know what? I something that I keep hearing um, worm castings or worm manure called is, um, or hearing worms called is their their mother nature's intestines. I, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, you know, like that 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 seems to be what it is that they they take in all of this waste and uh, work through it and then put it back in as you know nu- nutrients that we can grow and live in. And For sure, and yeah, even like if you look at it, think of what a worm, everyone knows what a worm looks like, it kind of looks like an intestine, and in fact, what they found is that the, the microbes that live in the worms that are doing this important work of breaking down waste and extracting nutrients uh, are the same microbes that live in us. Wow. And are in our microbial system. Wow. And, uh, and that's why when you eat food that has been grown without chemicals that, that has those uh, natural microbes, you're not only growing uh, more nutritious food, but you're actually growing, uh, you're going to be replenishing your own health systems by eating that material. Yeah. And so you can only imagine uh, if you're growing cannabis that um, the, the quality and the, the nutrient density of the bud that you're growing is going to just be that much better when you're allowing Mother Nature to do what she does best versus what I always call force-feeding those three nutrients yeah. to, your, uh, to your plants that they may or may not need. And often reject and doesn't do them more, <laughs> more harm than good, really. Yeah. Uh, again, I'll repeat that I'm the laziest gardener on the planet, so the idea that <laughs> I can just take my waste, make it into castings, and then like literally just dump it around the, you know my plants, yeah. and I'm giving it all the same stuff that if I was out there every day giving it this concoction and then that potion and well you're you know? a worm farmer as well and i called you the queen of worms at one point oh i've got nothing and I, you don't have a million worms I, if i have ten thousand worms you're a i worm would be thrilled popper. you're a worm popper yeah i, but I, just, I have I, sent you home with my garden waste or yeah. not my garden waste my kitchen waste mm-hmm. oh there's mail coming in i must acknowledge it um so I, I think this all sounds really, really great. And you're right. There's a you know a much bigger awareness now of where our food goes, where it comes from. So hopefully farms like yours get get more press, like in Toronto Life, and more people. And as the businesses start up again, I bet they'll start reaching out to you because what a wonderful thing to say that you're doing, mm-hmm. and what a great way to be part of the cycle. And there's a lot of companies that want to go in a less wasteful direction. Yeah, well, you know what, this has even spawned conversations with um, the kindergarten program at um, our, our children's school because they've started a vermicomposter yep. and I was able to give them, I give them, you know, a big old box of worms and said, go have at her. And the little ones love it. Now, before I wrap up, we've been saying worms the whole time, but they're a special kind of worm. You can't just collect the worms from your garden. They're red wigglers, right? And you can buy these on the internet? We're... we're- yeah. For sure, yeah. The, the the classic composting worm is a red wiggler, and I always tell people to check out Gigi or Marketplace, but definitely there's uh, companies across Canada that sell them. We don't sell them because the worms are our workers, so yeah. uh, so we keep them for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but lots of options out there. And I did also want to mention that... Uh, there's tons more info about regenerative growing uh, on our website, and uh, I also have a discount code for 10% off. Uh, the discount code is HIGHLADIES, one word. 
So uh, people you. are welcome to use that, and uh, we'll let that run through, let's say, the end of the year. Can we? Can you give us your website and your how we can find you on social media? Sure. So the website is soilbooster.ca, and the uh, our Instagram is uh, soilbooster. Fabulous. And the code again? The code is hi ladies which is all one word. Fabulous. And all of our listeners can, can do this too, and it sounds like a way easier way to go. Definitely. It, I, I've still been buying um, all of my uh, castings from Jocelyn, even though I'm still vermicomposting yep. myself because I just can't keep up with the, you know, I, I didn't realize how big my garden was. Thank yeah, you, thank- you've grown quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for uh, for taking the time out of your day to come and see us or well, I guess speak with us over the phone from across the province <laughs> from but, a distance yeah from a distance well we hope you have a wonderful far, fall harvest it is gorgeous out today it sure is it's beautiful so gorgeous. is it beautiful in Hockley Valley you sound speaking through yeah it's gonna it's gonna look real good uh, this afternoon I think and we'll get some rain tomorrow all right well thank you for taking some time to hang out with us in the hot box Jocelyn and uh, we'll talk to you and, and tell you how our adventures in vermiculture and regenerative gardening go. So thanks. Uh, But now it's time for us to step away. Take a toke. And go go be be moms. moms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a rating and review on wherever you are listening to us or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell all the worms in the neighborhood. (laughs) Thank you, Jocelyn, again. And this is where we say... Bye, Bye, ladies. ladies.